Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play more every single day. The podcast that's focused on you, the mom, to help you fill up your cup and rediscover the joy and love in your everyday life. We can't parent alone, and parenting is too serious to be serious all the time. Thanks for being here. My name is Christy Thomas. I am the founder and developer of PlayForLifeMoms.com. Let's jump in. This is the second part of my chat with Julie Bogart, the creator of Brave Writer, Mama Five, amazing author of The Brave Learner. Today, we're going to talk about personal days and why they are so hard to take. This is actually why I invited Julie to come onto my podcast because she took a personal day and it sparked all sorts of curiosity within myself. If you haven't listened to the first part of our episode, it came out last Friday and it's episode number 66. Go listen, we talk about why you need to have personal passion and pleasure as a parent, independent of your children. Now, before you get to hear Julie, I need to tell you about a special challenge that's going on starting on February 20th. So this is time sensitive. So I hope you're listening to this when it comes out. I need you to come join me in the 84 hugs in seven day challenge. And you can find the sign up in the show notes. But come join me. We're going to have a private Facebook group and I'm going to send you videos for seven days. You can do this. You can rekindle the spark in your relationship with your child and go to bed feeling like a rock star. Without further ado, here is part two with Julie. Recently on Instagram, you took a personal day <laughs> and you said you your kids are all grown up. Yes. And that you said that you always thought that when your kids were grown up, you would take more personal days. Yeah. But then that personal day was like awkward and a little bit like you didn't know what to do. So let's talk about personal days so we can learn from you and start taking them earlier. Yes. Oh, I hope you will. So one of the ways that I sort of took care of myself when I had kids is there was a much bigger distinction. Like I knew I was working with my kids all day and that I needed time off. So I would take personal time during the dinner hour while I was making food and I'd listen to a book on tape. Or I chose to take guitar lessons for a period so I could escape and go play guitar. Or I went to grad school. Or, I mean, I had a whole bunch of little ways, right? Um, well, yeah, you had photography for right. a year. You've talked about it. You ran for a yeah, year oh, just ran, like me. ran for years. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I found those ways, these pockets, it's like the differentiation between children and what I was trying to do for myself were clearer lines. 
as they've left, I've become very driven in my work. And I suddenly realized that here I thought I had this huge expanse of time in front of me. And instead, I've just sort of like hunkered down and there's nobody ejecting me. I have to actually (laughs) really choose it. I have to say, you know what? It's worth it to take a day to get my hair done, to go have lunch by myself, to walk around a mall and just look at pretty things, to to do something that seems frivolous. Because, you know, running and working out is still very on task, right? And Totally. I, I, would, I, I really want to start a revolution that self-care tasks shouldn't be hygiene tasks. No, exactly. In fact, it was really weird. I was walking around the mall and the I, I have a boyfriend of somebody that I've been dating for eight mm-hmm. years. His biggest nightmare would be being in a mall during the Christmas season because he's a total introvert. And I, my husband is right there with him. That's why he's a submarine guy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. So the funny thing is I sort of adopted his point of view without realizing it. And this one day I went to the mall, it's in the middle of the Christmas shopping season. And Mm -hmm. I suddenly realized, Oh wait, I love this. This is all (laughs) energy. It's celebrating. There's twinkle lights, there's music, there's people Mm -hmm. everywhere. I work alone all day and I'm an extrovert. So my personal day means get out among the three dimensional people, not a mile run all by myself. (laughs) I need to do something that is not hard, is not work, and simply Mm -hmm. lets me be a relaxed person. Now, for me, getting into a mall felt relaxing. I know that isn't (laughs) for everyone. But that's well, when I had little kids, I literally used to hire a babysitter once a week when my girls were toddlers and I would go to a store that had breakable things oh, and I walk around it. like my goal every week was to go to like sharper image just to touch all the buttons um, or someplace with something breakable that I could just go. Uh, I'm alone. <laughs> well, and that's true too, right? So what your needs are shift. So when I had mm-hmm. small children, having time totally alone in my house felt incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted people to take the kids away from me so I could actually enjoy being in my house. Now I'm in my house all the time. I want somebody yeah. to tell me, put on heels, get in a nice dress and let's <laughs> go out. Like I want to yep. be sort of um, experiencing myself in that grown-up way or in that sort of pleasure-seeking way. So yeah, I think it was a revelation that day that, oh, it's a weekday and I'm taking the whole day and I'm doing it for me. And so what I realized in the coming year, I'm going to try and take a half day a week to go skiing um, because the season's very short. It's only 40 Mm -hmm. minutes from my house. And I need to do it on a weekday when the crowds aren't there and, and then just work on a Saturday. Like I have everything available <laughs> to me. Why has this not occurred to me before? See what I mean? Well, they, that Monday through Friday schedule is so driven into our heads, yes. especially, um, you know, when you have activities and other lifelines pulling on you that correct. when we do homeschool on a Saturday to try to like get some math done because we didn't do it because we chose something else. My kids are like, oh, it's a Saturday. Even they feel it. Yep. They're like, why did it? It's like, come on. It's just another day. We have choices here. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I think it's very easy for us to adopt 
the working mentality, the outside of the homework schedule, because the whole world sort of runs on that. Uh, and we have mm-hmm. to sort of remind ourselves that we actually have control over our calendar, over our daily routine, over where mm-hmm. we spend our time and to check in. One of the things when you talked about play, I was realizing the other aspect of play is novelty, mm-hmm. changing yeah. the routine. So I suppose if all you did was play, like, for instance, these gamers on Twitch, right? Oh, yeah, totally. It's their job. It's a job. It's it becomes a job then. That is no yeah. longer play for them. That becomes work. And so people talk about that, too. You want to think totally. of play as a, an escape and a change of your habit, not necessarily the thing you do all the time. Yeah, play is supposed to be novel and risk, right? right? Like play is where you get to try on a different version of yourself and decide how that one's fitting for a while. Exactly. Yeah. So did you take personal days when you homeschooled or did you just like do it in blocks? So there were a couple times when I did do that. It wasn't on a regular basis, but I remember Mm -hmm. scheduling time to go to an art museum totally alone so that I wasn't (laughs) thinking about my children, kind of like you. I don't want to supervise people not touching paintings. I just want to look at the darn paintings. Um, Uh I did some weekends away. Like I met internet friends in another city and then we would spend the weekend doing something. And occasionally very, it wasn't routine at all, but occasionally, uh, I would make it so that I had a day alone at home. So my husband would take the kids out and they would go hike for an afternoon or a day or he'd take them shopping. And I would just get to wake up, eat breakfast, walk around my house, (laughs) putter, you know, write in my journal, listen to the music I wanted. So that was the way that I did it then. But it came much more in fragments on the whole. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear. And so if... If uh, we've already kind of talked about this, but if a homeschooling mom or a mom of any type, right, a caregiver of any type is feeling like they're in a funk, do you think a personal day or adding play is the way to get out of that funk? And do you have any ideas for that person? I I definitely think so. Uh, And I would start with who did you imagine you'd be as an adult when you were a kid? So picture yourself at 11 years old. And think, well, what did you hope you could grow up and get to do that you don't get to do right now because you're only 11? So is that, you know, fly somewhere? Is that learning how to draw? I remember I very much wanted to learn how to draw and how to do art. So when I turned 23, I think it was, I immediately went and got Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain by Betty Edwards. And every night for a year, I just worked on drawing. And it became a huge source of pleasure for me. And I didn't even have children yet. And then I handmade all of my Christmas cards. Like every single one was handmade. Because I had this thirst for art, but I was told my whole life that my um, art skills lay in writing, not in the visual Uh art. And so I got to adulthood and realized, no, that's actually what I want to work on. I want to learn how to do it. So think back, you know, when you were 11, what did you hope Mm -hmm. you'd get to do? And maybe start allowing yourself to make some space to do that. I really like that idea. You know, the first thing that popped in my head when you said it is that, uh, like, my 11-year-old me pick, 
popped in my head and I wanted to be a newscaster, wow. which is kind of what I get to be right now as a podcaster. Isn't that amazing? And that's I really just wanted to be to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be a newscaster. <laughs> and I think that's the thing. Like it doesn't necessarily always correlate, but right. there are things, you know, that was one of the things I wanted to do was snow ski. And Uh expensive in California. It was far away. I didn't learn how until college. And then once college was over, I had a ton of kids and no money. And there was a moment in our lives as adults when we found, I mean, when our kids were growing, that we found out there was a way to snow ski with the homeschool group for really inexpensive. And suddenly I was able to bring that back into my life. Now, my kids were skiing too, but where we ski, they didn't need supervision from me. So those days felt very nourishing. Now, their dad, my kid's dad, he had zero interest in skiing. So he didn't go. So I think it's just getting into that spirit, like giving yourself permission to want things, to want for yourself. And what are those things? And then taking one small step towards your want. Yep. And I think that small step can be as small as asking a friend who's done it or getting a book, a Google search, like as small as you can possibly think. Start with the step that you feel doesn't count. Well, let me give you such a small step. Yeah, I'll give you a great example of something that happened in my life. So we moved from California to Ohio and we moved here in the spring. But by the time winter came around, It got very gray. Everything was dying, right? All the trees are bare. Mm -hmm. The sky was gray all the time. And I started to feel like this longing for California that I couldn't control. And I realized I wanted to bring green into the house So and and color. So I did two things. Mm -hmm. One is I painted a whole bunch of rooms. I just started (laughs) painting. I just wanted my house to be bright. But then I realized I wanted to grow plants and I had never been successful at it. And I knew that I wasn't going to just suddenly fill my house with a full garden and be successful. So I picked one plant and it was African violets. And I dedicated myself to learning how to grow them, how to make them bloom. And I just followed those steps. And to this day, this is 20 years later, I still have African violets. They still bloom every six weeks. I know exactly how to care for them, how to transplant them all because of a very small investment but during those yeah. moments, I was really nurturing myself because it was for me. I just needed that. So it can be very small. Very small. And I love that it was a plant that you went on to talk about because I really think that if we just treated ourselves like complicated houseplants all the time, <laughs> that we would all be better humans. I love that line. Fresh air, check. Water, check. You know, yep. we just need to be reminders that we're more simple than we think in terms of our needs. That's actually really true. I think our brains are so much more complicated than we understand, but the way we fix them is so much more simple than we apply. So we spend a lot of time thinking and processing when maybe what we need is a good brisk walk in the very frigid cold in the middle of winter to just kind of wake up, you know, or we need (laughs) to stand instead of sit. Or we need to literally watch something funny on TV so that we experience laughter. I'm going to quote something I heard the other day. Someone said, laughter is an orgasm of the mind. (laughs) Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, that's why cat and cucumber videos are so funny. Yeah. Because the cats jump like. Exactly. Uh. We spend so much time in this serious orientation to duty. So when you talk about play, I think play allows for laughter. It allows yes. that feeling of, of that rush of joy. It's that safety it's, net yeah. of joy. Yeah. It's really good. There we go. That is excellent. Well, I am so glad we've gotten to chat today, Julie, and hear all about awesome adulting and play and all the good things. They can find you at Julie Brave Writer on Instagram Correct. and bravewriter.com. Yep. And where else should they look for you? If you're looking for support specifically in home education, you can join our coaching community, which is called the Homeschool Alliance. And that is on the bravewriter.com homepage. Just scroll till you find it. We also have a very active and wonderful blog with lots of resources there to read. Uh, But those would be our main, those would be the main things I'd add. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Okay. But before we wrap up the episode, we always end with a self-care task and a play idea. Have you gotten a self-care task? I kind of pre-warned her. I pre-warned every guest about this. Um, But it's how I end every episode with a call to action to take care of yourself. Yeah, I think, well, I feel like maybe the, that maybe I already revealed it, but I think giving yourself permission to want things, to me, that would be a self-care thing to have, to have the willingness to say, I want this. And if you don't know what you want, Christy, you will know this one for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the supermarket. I was going to say, this is the yogurt yogurt (laughs) and select a yogurt cup of a flavor that you choose for yourself. You don't even have to know that you want it. Just if you even have kind of a slight hunch that maybe it would taste good to try key lime Noosa yogurt, (laughs) buy the yogurt, bring it home and not even your adorable toddler gets a bite. You eat the entire thing for yourself. So that's the beginning of allowing yourself to want something, to go get it, and to satisfy, to close the loop, to satisfy that craving by consuming it. So you can get all the way there, starting with a cup of yogurt. Have you seen the movie The Runaway Bride a long time ago with Julia Robertson? I don't remember it, though. Okay, so there's one scene, which is what reminds me every time you say the yoga challenge that Richard Greer challenges her near the end about how she likes her eggs, because every time she runs away from a man, she adapts a new favorite type of egg based on how he likes it. Wow. Wow. And so everyone should go Google. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. I will put it in the show notes, the clip. But that's. That's the yogurt challenge is the how do you like your eggs from Runaway Bride. That's right. We are reclaiming that we have preferences and tastes that satisfy ourselves. That's the beginning of self-care. Yeah. And so my favorite yogurt, in case anyone wants to (laughs) mail me some, it's the Noosa with the jalapeno. So there's like a berry jalapeno by Noosa. Wow. I've never had that one. So someone, because of this challenge, told me to try Noosa. And I love the lemon one and the honey one. They're amazing. So yeah. That's- the lemon was my gateway into it. That makes sense. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to have to But they that. have a spicy flavor and I like flavors that my kids don't like. So I was like, oh, 
I wonder what it tastes like to have serrano peppers mixed in your yogurt flavor. Like, let's go for it. No one else touches it. It's great. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Okay. So your play idea, do you have an idea for people to connect with their kids again? Well, our family is just completely devoted to board games. In fact, my oldest son, Noah, who's 32, he has 78 board games in the trunk of his car and he drives around with them because, to quote <laughs> Noah, you never know when a board game is going to break out. Like there will, uh, there's always a chance someone wants to play one. And in fact, the last time he was at my house, he was teaching his wife how to play a board game that is solo practitioner. So one person board game and then he would, she would watch him, then he would watch her play. So that was amazing. But what we love about board games, especially ones that have big teams and a lot of guessing is the hilarity. There's the Mm -hmm. laughter, you know, games like catchphrase or code names where you're guessing taboo is another good one Yeah, because it gets you into your inside jokes of your family. Yeah, helps you understand personal dynamics. If I say this word, I know she's going to get it. If I don't say this word, he won't get it like that. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. So for us, play is a lot around language and board games. That makes total sense for you. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know she owned a language arts company, you would, uh, (laughs) you'd know it now. You would assume she was part of some sort of literature. Literature cults right there. (laughs) It's totally true. We played catchphrase for years. I mean, we're talking, it's almost two decades now. And it started because my kid's dad was a university professor at Xavier. And once a month, he had a standing invitation to his students to come out for dinner and play games. So they would come and I would make a big lasagna. We'd all eat dinner and then we would play catchphrase in the living room with like 15 college kids and my five children. And my children learned so many things during the experiences with college kids while they were still young. It was really fun. So that's been a long-term standard for us. That is fantastic. I'll have to go see if my catchphrase has batteries in it. I think we need to go add new batteries. It's on your phone now. Oh, there's an app for that, huh? (laughs) That's awesome. We will be playing catchphrase tonight. Thank you, Julie. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I am so glad you were here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your light with the world and reminding us that we have permission and we've earned the right to have fun. Thank you so much, Christy. I'm a big fan of yours, too, and I loved being on your show. Excellent. Don't forget to leave a rating and review for whenever you listen to this podcast. Please do it for my mom. Remember, there are no perfect kids and no perfect parents, but we are perfect together. Have a great week. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas.